0: from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, January 25th, I'm Marco Worman. Earthquake survivors in Haiti get medical attention and if need be, find ways to heal themselves. Also, those who want to preserve Moscow's architectural treasures run up against a bureaucratic bulldozer. And the U.S. Agriculture Department reviews a ban on imported haggis. The Scottish dish has a bad reputation. Do you
1: actually like haggis?
0: No, I think it's repellent in every way. In fact, I think most Scottish cuisine is based on a dare. Plus, an American actor brings Fela Kuti back to life. Now this news.
2: BBC News with Michael Poles. Saddam Hussein's right-hand man, Ali Hassan Ahmadjid, better known as Chemical Ali, has been executed in Iraq. Last week, he received his fourth death sentence for his most notorious act, ordering a poison gas attack in the Kurdish village of Halabja. The Iraqi Prime Minister, al Maliki, called Mr al-Majid one of the bloodiest evildoers of the Saddam era. From
3: Baghdad, Jim Muir reports. As Saddam Hussein's chief enforcer, Ali Hassan al-Majid spearheaded brutal campaigns against both the Kurds in the north and the Shiites in the south. But it was for Halabja that the Kurds wanted to see him hang. On his orders, chemical bombs were dropped on the town in March 1988, killing at least 5,000. With his execution, both the Kurds and the Shiites may begin to feel a chapter has been closed, although the wounds will take much longer to heal. There's been a series of bomb
2: attacks near hotels in the centre of the Iraqi capital, Baghdad, popular with Western businessmen and journalists. At least 36 people have been killed and more than 70 injured. Reports say the bombs were set off in cars by suicide bombers. There were coordinated bomb attacks on official buildings in Baghdad last year when the government was criticised for not providing adequate security. The Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper says it'll take at least 10 years to rebuild Haiti after this month's earthquake. Mr Harper is hosting talks in Montreal on reconstructing the island nation. Lee Carter reports.
3: The conference began with a moment of silence for the victims of Haiti's devastating earthquake. In his opening remarks, the Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper said that one of the main challenges for rebuilding the shattered country is going to be harmonising all the international efforts in Haiti. He also called for any future plans to be accountable and sustainable. Haiti's Prime Minister Jean-Max Bellerive reminded delegates of some of the things his country needs now, including 200,000 beds and health care for at least 400,000 people. The
2: authorities in Nigeria say they've arrested more than 300 people in connection with the violence between Christians and Muslims in Plateau State. A police spokesman said they would be prosecuted in the city of Jos, the scene of most of the clashes. Officials now say 326 people died in the violence, although medical workers and community leaders have put the figure far higher. Caroline Duffield reports from Abuja.
1: Until now, local authorities had refused to give details of the number of people shot burned and hacked to death in the violence of the last week. The figures that they have now released will be greeted with scepticism. The violence has been intense and widespread. People who lived through the attacks of November 2008, just over a year ago, say that this time it was worse. Villages, markets, settlements and suburbs have all been burned and destroyed.
2: This is the World News from the BBC. The Lebanese Defence Minister Ilyas Mour says the Ethiopian plane that crashed off the coast of the co- of country earlier today with 90 people on board was probably brought down by bad weather. However, he said the final confirmation would have to wait until the recovery of the flight recorders. An air and sea surge has been going on in the, western, in the eastern Mediterranean since the crash. More than 20 bodies have been recovered so far. One of the two main Iranian opposition leaders, Mehdi Karoubi, has said he recognises Mahmoud Ahmadinejad as head of government, despite believing last year's election was massively rigged. Mr Karoubi's son said his father still had doubts about the vote, but since it had been endorsed by the supreme leader, he considered Mr Ahmadinejad to be head of the government. Until now, Mr Karoubi has refused to accept Mr Ahmadinejad's re-election. The Afghan president Hamid Karzai says he will propose lifting UN sanctions against some Taliban leaders at an international conference on Afghanistan in London later this week.